Good morning. How is everybody doing today? Are you guys good? Man, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to so many of you that have gone online and have given so that families who are hungry can have Thanksgiving dinner. Thank you. If your family is anything like my family, um, you know, Thanksgiving is a wonderful day, but it always is shadowed by guilt. And, and the guilt is that I ate too much. And it goes something like this. I've eaten too much, man. I should keep eating, you know. I just keep eating. I just, you know, I have an incredible lunch, incredible snack, incredible dinner, you know, and then I turn around and have another incredible snack, and it is amazing, man. And I make sure, because Thanksgiving only happens once, right? Thanksgiving Day, but Thanksgiving ought to happen every day. But I'm like, you know what? That day comes. I mean, how often do you seriously get deep-fried turkey? Come on, how's... How, you know, seriously, how, how often do you get honey-baked ham, right? I know some of you men, you walked into your house last night, it, it already smelled like it, right? And, uh, but, I, you know, Thanksgiving at our house is special. And we eat and we eat and we eat, man. We're thankful and we love to invite other people. And we love to share. But I'm so thankful that you guys really care because that's, that's what you've demonstrated. By going online, by giving your resources and saying, you know what, we... we Went hungry last Wednesday, and we prayed for people, and we prayed for us that we would have a heart that, that would truly believe that it's better to give than to receive. You know, Christmas time's crazy, right? You go shopping, especially last-minute shopping. Hopefully, y'all don't have to do that. Anyone, and let me ask this question. Any of you guys, like, you love to go, it used to be, what was it, Black Friday? But now I think it's like Purple Tuesday or something. I mean, it starts like three days before Thanksgiving ever gets there. And it's like someone kicked me, you know. It's, it's like I, I'm signing up for punishment here. You know, you stand in line, you know, for three cameras. <laughs> and there's 350 people, you know, and they all want that camera. A- any of y'all, do you enjoy that? Anyone out here enjoy that? Raise your hand. Any, this doesn't mean you're a bad person, nothing like that. But do you enjoy that? Because you enjoy getting a deal, right? How many say, heck no. Uh-uh, I'm staying in bed. I don't enjoy that. All right. Now, I'm going to tell my wife here because she loves it. She loves it to come home after eight hours and know she saved $40. It makes her feel amazing, man. And, and I'm like, baby, you go. I'm going to st- I just named my bed the word and, and like the Bible, the word. So I'm like, baby, I'm going to stay in the word and I'm going to pray for you. Jesus, help her. To remember what I want on my Christmas list, you know. I mean, help her, Jesus. Give her the gift of a memory. But no, it, it's crazy, right? And as we get during this time, man, it's on. Like, hello, we're already, I mean, Home Depot and Lowe's already had the Christmas trees up in August. I mean, and it's, it's the season, you know. Tis the season to get busy, right? And everyone gets busy, busy, busy. I'm so thankful that you guys care. That even though you have a lot on your plate, you got a lot going on in your life, you have a lot with your family that you say, you know what? We care enough to share. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, and it's so true, that it's better to give than receive. And as Jesus followers, that's what we are. We are a community, and our community is growing. God is blessing. This is crazy. I believe with all my heart today, I believe we're gonna break 400. I believe it with all my heart. We've been like 392, 395, 387, I believe today we're going to bust that barrier for his glory. But here's what I love. I love the fact that as our community of Jesus followers is growing, it's still about Jesus. 
And, and we're a community of Jesus followers who together, it's an all skate, who together are an unstoppable force. And we're a force for good. And we are driven to change the world, to change the world. There was a lady that just emailed us. You'll probably hear the email at some point, but she emailed us from New York. And she considers this. She's never been to Momentum, but she considers Momentum to be her second church home. And she's tracking with us. And she asked us for, you know, for uh, a bracelet and stickers and all that kind of stuff because she listens every week, podcast. And we, got a commu- we have a community out there that's listening to what God is doing through you, through you, because you care enough to share. And nothing, nothing, get, get this, nothing says God loves you like when we love people. Man, you can carry a big Bible to work. It's not going to say God loves them as much as when we, we love people. We just become the hands. We become the feet of Jesus. It's Jesus with skin on. And by you guys giving, and I know some of you have already gone online just since Dave and Aaron talked about it. You've already jumped on your phone. Man, you got it right there, 30 seconds. You had already given. I believe that with all my heart because that's who momentum is. We're Jesus followers. And if Jesus is going this way, that means we're right behind him. And we're just following Jesus. And wherever he goes, you know, it's like a truck and a trailer. Wherever that truck goes, the trailer follows. We're just a trailer. We're just a trailer in behind the most incredible, passionate love out there. And we're following him. And we are going to continue to love this community to Jesus. We're not going to stand on the street corners. We're not going to scream at people. You know, we're going to love them to Jesus, and, and I'm so thankful for y'all. I want you to know that I really, truly am thankful because as I watched you guys go online and give, and I just watched that number, and that number started here, and it started going there and there and there, and it started growing, and some of y'all, you forgot you may give today. We're gonna bust 5,000. Are you kidding me? That's, for this, no, we're gonna bust it. I believe that. I really do. And when that family gets around that would not have had Thanksgiving dinner, and they're there, and they have they have a pumpkin pie, and they have a turkey, and they have stuffing, and cranberry sauce, and corn, and green beans, and Hawaiian rolls. Somebody say, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a country boy, and I like to eat, all right? So when they get all this stuff around them, don't you know that they're going to be reminded that, that God loves them? Whether they believe in God, whether they understand God, get to God, they're going to they're gonna feel loved. And that's what we're talking about. And I'm so proud of you. So I wanted to share that and get that out of the way. Now, we're in a series called Paradise. And this series is important for all of us because um, there's a principle in Scripture. In fact, there's a whole bunch of them that really help us live better lives. And so it's not just that we want to come to church and it's not that we want to be, you know, just preached at. And it's like, man, there's a bunch of Bible knowledge. It was like a Bible knowledge dump. You know, it's just like, wow, that guy really knows the Bible. That's not what momentum is about. Although we think that's important to, to, to follow Jesus, and the closer you get to him, the more you're going to know him. But we want you to be able to say, you know what? Man, that content was helpful. That helped me. It will help me today, and it will help me on Thursday. And so today, I want to share a principle. Here, here, track with me. Here's why it's so important today that you lean in and that you listen. Because this principle has everything to do with multiplication. I don't know about you, but I wasn't the best at math. 
<laughs> I could almost hear my math teacher laughing all the way from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't, when I was a kid in school, I wasn't the best, right? You remember elementary school, you, you remember playing around the world. Do you remember that game? You go around the world and we were sitting at the old wood desk, you know, that had been at the school for 50 years, you know, had my grandmother's initials there, you know. You're sitting there and then someone would come up, they'd stand next to you, okay, and the teacher would do the flashcards and you're sitting down and they're standing and then whoever said it, quickest three times three is seven nine okay the nine got it right right and then he continued to go around the room multiplication but you know what it didn't take me too long to realize that multiplication was better than addition right it was better than addition i mean hello hello when when i kind of entrepreneur at heart even as a kid man third grade that's my son's age i would go to homes knock on doors and say hi my name's tim i'm your neighbor i live in your neighborhood can i wash your dirty car and then I would just point to their dirty car and I'd smile and I'd shake my head, yes. And you know, for like, seriously, like four bucks later, an hour later, that car looked amazing and I had four bucks. But every once in a while, I got blessed because I said, would you like me to wash your dirty cars? And they said, go ahead and get both of them. And man, that was a long time ago, but all of a sudden I saw the money starting to multiply and I thought, man, this is incredible. You're the same way. You want your money to multiply and and. And you and I both know that money has wings and it flies away, right? So that's why we're talking about money. Over 500 times Jesus talked about prayer in in the Bible. Over 500 times Jesus talked about faith in the Bible. It's important. And yet over 2,000 times Jesus speaks of money and possessions. And so we just say, you know what, we're going to talk about it. Now we understand that people get funny when you talk about money. And we understand that some people have hijacked. They've kind of hijacked the whole thing when it comes to God and church. And, and, and we, we know that. And yet, you know what? We're fighting against that because that's not God's plan. But it is God's plan for us as Jesus followers to follow him with our possessions. To realize, in other words, that how we handle our finances determines whether or not God's blessing and favor is on our financial life. Does that make sense to you? So if I'm a good steward, if I'm a good steward, then God's going to give me more. You understand that, right? So how many have teenagers out there? Or you had teenagers? Raise your hand. All right, watch this, parents. Track with me, okay? So imagine we were, we were student pastors for a long time. We got to see this play out repeatedly. But um, imagine I'm going to trip, and then y'all can laugh. You'll be like, dude, you got to come to Momentum, man. My pastor wipes out every other Sunday. Um, but here, here's the deal. Your teenager comes, your teenager says... Teenager says, mom, dad, we're going to the movies. Can I have some money? And you say, where's your money? You know, it's like this. You're like, okay, all right, going to the movies, okay. And let's, let's just say that the only bill you got in your pocket, as if we carry around cash these days, right? But oh, the only bill in your pocket, let's say, is a $50 bill. Who's on the front of a 50? <laughs> Mr. Five Zero. And so we, you take out that 50 and you give it to him and you say, I want some change back. Don't blow it all. I want some change back. Has that ever happened to you parents? Has it ever happened to anyone out there? Anybody out there? All right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. All right. Great. And so what happens is, let's say they go, they go watch a movie. They get the popcorn, you know, and the drink. And the drink's the biggest drink in the world. And the popcorn's huge, man. 
you know, three handfuls, you know, and your cholesterol is like, woo, you know, and it only costs $35. It's amazing. And so, so you go, you do that, and then your teenager comes back, and, and they give you change back, and it's literally change. It's only a little bit of change in their hands. It's like 57 cents. You're like, what? What was the rest? Like, this is a joke, and they're like, sorry, you know, after the movie, we stopped at wherever. You're, no way. We know money has wings. It flies away. If you're not careful, if you're not a good steward of your money, money will just disappear. And so God knows, just like we know, that we have to have money. Money is not bad. Money's not bad. Money is not bad. Sometimes, um, I think, to be honest with you, even among Christian communities, sometimes there's been this uh, overhang, overhanging thing, like, man, if you have money, like, that's you know, that's, but that's not what the Bible teaches. In fact, some of the people that love Jesus the most had the most, but they also gave the most. So we are blessed to be a blessing. Last week, the message was all about if God can get it through you, God will get it to you, right? And we talked about, man, if you missed it last week, you missed it. We talked, everyone in here got a dime. We talked about when we hang on to, to the 10% that God gives us, we hang on. We're like, no, God's not. I'm not giving it back to him. I need it. And, and what happens is God's wanting to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much we can't even receive it. And what happens is all that other money, I had a big bowl of dimes, all that other money just falls. You can't catch any of it because your fist is closed. But when we realize that God is the giver of even wealth, we begin to do this. And when we realize that if he can get it through us, if we're trustworthy, if we're a good steward, then he'll get it to us. And so God gives and, 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 and we give. God gives and we give. We, we don't just do this. We don't just, no, 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 no. We share. We care enough to share. And that was the principle last week. This week, I want to talk to you about the principle of multiplication, and how that God wants to multiply your finances. Listen to me today. I believe with all my heart that God wants to multiply your finances. Now, I know on TV sometimes there's some people on there, you know, sometimes, you know, growing up as a kid, I remember, I said last week, but I remember a preacher and he was like, man, you know, we got a prayer hanky and you can buy this prayer hanky and it's, you know, $12.95 and, you know, do this, send it and, and we're going to pray over it and we're going to send you this thing and, and, and I was like, what? What's that all about? I don't need a prayer hanky. I need a pair of Nikes, you know? Like, so, you know, right? I mean, that's what I needed as a kid, not a prayer hanky. But they, all this stuff, and, and I thought, ah, I'm not sure about that. Now, don't raise your hand. But the truth is, a lot of us, when it comes to what God says about our possessions, I'm not sure about that. And what I, what I, my goal today is for us all to leave here understanding that God loves you and God wants to multiply your finances. He wants to prosper you. That doesn't mean that your whole life is going to be a bed of roses and God wants everyone in here to be a millionaire. There's nothing wrong with being a millionaire. God may not, not everyone in here probably is going to be a millionaire. But God wants, wherever you're at, God wants you to have more. I believe it. It's a principle and it's in the Bible. But if I, if you are not good stewards with what we have, God knows that you and I will not be good stewards with what we want. And it's all about trust, and it's all about a test. Remember Malachi, we talked about last week, God says, test me, try me, come on. And so today, I want to read you a story. It's one of my favorite. I want to I just um, tell another story, 
and then I want it to stick. And I want you to leave believing this week that God wants to put his favor upon your finances so that you can be blessed to be a blessing. Are you with me? To be a blessing. Um, have you ever lost a bet? You ever lost a bet? You ever lost money? You ever bet on a football game? You ever bet on a game? You ever, you ever, you knew what was going to happen and it didn't happen, right? You ever lost money? Have you ever gambled? You ever gambled and man, you were winning, you win, you were on a streak and, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> what? All right. I'm going to tell a story on myself this morning. Um, this was the first time, um, and I think only time I ever gambled, and I realized my personality probably would not be good for me to be a gambler, because <laughs> it probably just wouldn't turn out good. I was like 22 years old, and um, I was going home to Nashville. So, you know, you go through um, Flomaton, and uh, when I was a kid growing up, I always thought it was Flomation. You know, it's a Flomaton, I'm driving through there, and there's that one, now there's a couple gas stations right before 65, well, there was the Shell gas station right there. And I stopped in there, man, and I needed to get some gas. And this guy had a little, he had a little trailer set up. He had stuffed animals and he had, you know, flat screen TVs and all this kind of stuff. You know, it was, it was I looked at it, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting there, I'm pumping gas. And then the guy comes up and he gives me a ticket for like two tickets. I think one was, um, I think one was for, uh, for something in the store and then, like $5 off something. And, and then the other one was, um, it was to play this game. And so it was like $15 to come try to play this game. So I'm getting gas. I'm like, okay, well, I got time. I'll go over there. And, uh, and it, it was, a, it was pff, I got screwed, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, so I went over there. And so here's the, here's the coupon. Okay, well, you got $15. And it was kind of like bingo a little bit. And here's what you do. Okay, and go. All right. And so I started winning. And I already had 15 to start with. And then all of a sudden, um, then all of a sudden, I, I went one more, and that was good, but then I could double my money, and so I'd won, I think, like $60, but then I had to buy more tickets to get more opportunity to win more money. You with me? So you know what I did? I bought some tickets, and I thought, man, shoot, you know, $50, yeah, I'll invest $50. I'm fixing to make 150 you know, and so I did that thing, and I'm playing the game, and I lost, and then I thought just what some of you have lost. I know none of you out there have ever gambled. I thought, my wife's going to kill me. I just lost $50. I got to get that money back. So I did what every stupid 22-year-old would do that just lost $50. I went to the ATM inside the gas machine, paid $3 and a quarter to get more money out, and turned around and lost that money. Uh-huh. Now, I, I'm telling you the truth. It, it, I ended up losing like $120. Now, that was a lot because I was a young preacher boy and. And um, I wasn't in the ministry to make money. Let's just put it that way. And I never forget thinking, I got to stop right there. My wife's going to kill me. Because I lost. Instead of multiplying the money, which I wanted to do, I made some bad decisions and I lost it. What if, what if your life, as far as finances, what if it could be kind of more like paradise? What if all the fights, out of all the fights that you and your spouse have, Maybe 85% of them have to do with finances sometimes. What if that 85% vanished? What if, what if y'all didn't fight over money anymore? What if it was gone? What if God's favor just kind of hovered over your finances because you were a good steward and because God knew he could get it through you, so God just gave it to you? What if that really happened? Like, don't you want that? I, I want that. 
I want to live that way. I want to be able to give to people. So let's talk about how, what's, what's this multiplication? Luke, let's look at Luke real quick. Luke 9, Luke 9, I'm going to read from the message. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And um, it is so important to do even with our finances. And the principle is about multiplying. God's going to teach us something. Look at verse 10. The apostles, these are the guys, they're his disciples. They're following Jesus. They're following Jesus. And um, they're with him. So, so they return. They return from this trip. And here we go. And um, they're reporting on what Jesus had done. Jesus took them away off by themselves. Let me just say right there, it's good to get away. That's a great principle right there. It's good to get away. You know, why is it that we think we can push ourselves so hard for 50 weeks a year, and then we wonder why we can't relax until day nine on a two-week vacation? We all need margin. You need it. And I need it. We need margin in our lives. It's good to slow down. This season, when everything's getting ready to crank up and everyone's driving through the parking lot at the mall and they're going 45 instead of 15, be reminded it's good to slow down. It's good for margin. It's good to have a break. This weekend, we planned um, with our staff and uh, we had a planner for 2014. We got together and, and we planned and, and we, got, we, we got away. We got away by ourselves so that we're not just working in it, right? If you own a business, you feel like I'm always working in it, I'm always working in it. And if I had more time, I could change some things. I could work on it and then my company would be better. So the principle is don't just work in it, work on it. Get away, have some margin to make what you're doing the best, the most excellent it can be. And so that's what we did, and that's what Jesus does. He's modeling for us margin. He's modeling for us getting away. And, and they get near a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds got wind of it. These people, and we're talking about crowds. They didn't have movie theaters. Disney World wasn't around yet. They liked, I mean, they were like paparazzi. You know, they're like, Jesus. And everyone, I don't know if they grabbed their tablets or I don't know what, exactly how it went down. But as soon as they heard Jesus was in the area, People came in droves, people watching. You ever go to the mall, your wife goes shopping, and maybe you sit down, you sit down and you just watch people? You ever done that? Like, it's crazy. Sometimes hilarious, just being a people watcher. Well, that's what they wanted to do. They just wanted to watch Jesus, who knows what he's going to do next. And so the Bible says that the crowd got wind of it and followed Jesus graciously. By the way, if we're Jesus followers, the thing that ought to mark us, the thing that ought to be our tattoo for everyone to see ought to be grace. Grace ought to, when we're squeezed, a lemon, you squeeze a lemon, lemon juice comes out. When we're squeezed, when we're pressed, whatever, grace ought to come out because that's who's in us. And it's amazing. And so Jesus graciously, I love that, he welcomed them. Now he was trying to get away from them. He needed some time. He needed some rest. But instead he welcomes them and he talks to them about the kingdom of God. And those who needed healing, he healed. You hear me? Listen, listen, listen. There are people in here today, your heart is broken. It is aching. And there's maybe more than one reason why. And God's heart aches for your heart to be whole. God sees every tear. Every tear. In fact, the Bible says he collects every tear in a bottle. We only collect the things that we value. There's some people here today, you are so, man, I've got good news for you today. God knows and God cares. 
and God is moving your direction. Say, Tim, that's, that sounds pretty, but it just doesn't seem to just be enough right now. I'm so hurt. I'm so broken. What I love about Jesus is we never run too far. We never run too hard. We never run too long that Jesus can't follow and fix our mess. Wherever you are today, maybe finances, maybe yeah, you didn't at a, you know, at a gas station lose $120, but, but you, you lost $100,000 because you can't stop spending. That credit card makes you feel better about yourself. And it gives you a little bit relief. The addiction pops up, and so does the debt. But so does the happiness for a while until you need your next fix. And Jesus speaks to this today. And Jesus says, listen, I, I, I want to help you. I want to fix you, but you have to follow me. And here's what happens. He heals them. As the day declined, the 12 said, dismiss the crowds. The 12 said, who said? <laughs> who said? The 12 said. They'd had enough. Send them home, Jesus, please. We've had enough. Let's, let's get them up out of here. Let's get them up out of here. Send them home. Dismiss the crowds so they can go to the farms or villages around here and get a room for the night and a bite to eat. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And then Jesus says something crazy. So they're trying to tell Jesus what to do. Have you ever tried to tell God what to do? Have you ever done that? You got, you, maybe you had had enough. You're like, God, I'm telling you. Listen, they're trying to tell God, Jesus, here's what, we need you to send, okay, fine. You're not gonna send them away. We'll send them away. And, well, but we need your authority, Jesus. Come on, we, you know, they, they've, they're here for you. Come on, not so much us, but come on, let's send them away. They need to eat. We need to get them out of here. And they were wanting a little R&R, prop the feet up, chill out a little bit. And then Jesus says something crazy. He looks at me and says, you feed them. You feed them. Master communicator, three words, point across. You feed them. What would you have said if Jesus told you to go feed them? Crazy. They said, we couldn't scrape up more than five loaves of bread and a couple fish. Unless, of course, you want us to go to town by ourselves. Now, now here comes the drama. Have you ever known a victim? You've been around someone, they're always a victim. It's always everyone else's fault. <laughs> you know, I just won a million dollars. You know, they'd be like that if they won money. You know, <laughs> you know it's just, yuck. You want to stay away from that, right? That's what they're doing. They're being a victim now, and they're saying to him, unless, of course, you want us to go into town to buy them. I mean, Jesus, have we not been hospitable enough? Hello. That's what they're saying. Please get them out of here, Jesus. And the Bible says there were more than 5,000 people in the crowd. But he went ahead. Now, an, another one of the scriptures here says that there were more than 5,000 men. So Bible scholars think there are probably around 20,000 people there. You figure in women and children, 20,000 people. They're out in the field, right, in the middle of nowhere. And so Jesus goes ahead, and he directs his disciples, just like he directs us. He directs them. And he tells them what to do. Here's the game plan. He says, sit them down in groups of 50. They did what he said and soon, and soon had everyone seated. Imagine 20,000 people. Imagine 20,000 people, no microphone, no PA system. And Jesus says, go get them in groups of 50, have them sit down. And so here we, here's 12 of us and we're trying to get 20,000 people. I mean, that's like herding cats. It's crazy. That's what he tells them to do. He tells them to do something crazy. But watch what happens. By the way, Jesus... Test our faith. 
Peter would have never walked on water unless he got out of the boat and believed that Jesus said, get out here and walk on water with me. But you're not supposed to walk on water. But I see you on water, but you're Jesus, I ain't Jesus. But I think I just heard you, Jesus, tell me, Peter, to get out on the water. So, okay, I'm going to have the faith to do something crazy. It doesn't make sense here. And other people watching, they're probably going to laugh. But I'm, I'm going to take you at your word, and that's what happens. He took the five loaves right after they're seated. So he takes, he takes the five loaves. He says, you know what? All right, so here we go. We got five loaves of bread. That's what we got. We, we got five loaves of bread, and this is all they have. And five loaves of bread is not a lot when you're talking about 20,000 people. I mean, this looks good and all, but the truth is, Jesus, can we just kind of go over here and kind of eat this ourselves? Did we forget to mention we haven't eaten? Five loaves and two fish. Anyone in here like sardines? Anyone can't stand the smell of sardines? I'm going to keep it closed. There's some fish in here. I pull those fish out. Can I get a volunteer real quick? I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. But this preacher's smart. I got some gloves. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if I can get my fingers in the right ones. <laughs> all right, so this is all they got. They got five loaves of bread. They got two fishes. Oh, you smell it. Wait till I get down on the floor next to you. Just, we don't want the juice running out, right? Just, just, just some meat in here. It's not, it's not very much. And the disciples bring this to Jesus and they say, they say, Jesus, this is all that we have. This is all that we have. We just, we just have two of these and they're not that big. I mean, they're, they're just little pieces of fish. What, what's that gonna help? Watch what the scripture says. Watch this. I love this. Love it, love it, love it, love it. The Bible says this. He took the five loaves he took the five loaves and the two fish. I mean, let's, let's get it right here. We got five loaves. We only got two fish. And the, the, the truth is here is that we don't even have enough fish for the five loaves. Right? You tracking with me? I mean, we, we only got enough fish for the five loaves. And Jesus, come on. Jesus, you're going to tell us now that what we need to do is we're going to, what? The Bible says this. He took the five loaves and the two fish. He lifted his face towards heaven in prayer. Something crazy is getting ready to happen. He blessed and he broke. So he blessed it and then he broke it. He broke it. He broke it. You want God's blessing on your life? Be prepared to be broken. Because what he blesses, he breaks. So that whatever is in there that ain't of him can get out. So he can put you back together and fill you up with all of him. And all of him, or a little of him, is better than all of you and me on, a, on our best day. And what he does here is then he gives it to the disciples and he tells them to hand it out to the crowd. Now watch, watch, watch. I'm going to attempt to take this glove off without getting that on my hands. He gets 12 of them up there. And he breaks this because there's 12 of them. There's only five breads here. He breaks it and he puts it in their hands. And then he tells them, turn around and go feed everybody. Real fast. I want you to imagine 12 people up here and me giving each person just a little bit of bread just to try to feed this crowd. It's crazy. We're talking about multiplication. 
But you know what happens? They did what he said. And the miracle will always follow the moment that we do what he says. Because obedience activates favor. Write that down. Obedience activates favor. Obedience brings blessing. Now they're turning around, they're looking at all these people, and even a group of 50, but you got maybe 20,000 people, even if it's 5,000, that's ludicrous to think that we're going to feed them. And what he was doing is now he was testing the disciples to see their faith. Are you with me? He's testing them. He's testing their faith because this looks overwhelming. What in your life looks overwhelming? Like you need, you need Jesus to do a miracle because there's no way in the world that you're feeding 20,000 people with this. There's no way in the world. You, you, your wife lost her job or you lost your job. There's no way you're paying the bills with this. It doesn't add up on paper. And you need Jesus to get right in the middle of the problem and do a miracle. Get ready to have your faith tested. And so he tells them, go feed them. And I love this. You know what happens? The Bible says that they turn, they're walking to the crowd. They got the fish. They got the bread. They're walking to the crowd and they just start doing what he said. They just start taking it and tearing it off and passing it out. And the miracle happened in the moment of their obedience. In other words, faith ignited the miracle. The miracle wasn't, you know, when I was a kid, I thought Jesus just sat up here and I thought Jesus was like, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. And Jesus just keep doing this for six hours so 20,000 people could get fed. No, Jesus said this, and he said, now go give it away. But this wasn't enough to be given away. There are people that think, you know what? I can't give to God. I can't return the 10% of my, I can't do that because I don't even have enough right now. Jesus, do you not understand? And Jesus says, I'm trying to test your faith. Because what you don't know is I'm in the miracle business. And I can take five little pieces of bread and two little fish, and I make that fish swim to feed 20,000 people. And I can make the miracle happen so much that look what the scripture says at the very end. The Bible says this. The Bible says he took the five loaves, the two fish, lifted his face in, um, to heaven in prayer. He blessed, broke, and gave the bread and the fish to all of the disciples to hand out to the crowd. After the people had all eaten their fill, 12 baskets of leftovers were gathered up. Twelve baskets were gathered up. And he gave it all out. He gave it all away. And you know what happened? As those disciples obeyed, and they gave, more was there. They gave it away, but there was more. Because God could get it through them. So God just kept getting it to them. The miracle was right in their hands, right next to their obedience. So I have two principles. I want you to write this down, and we're through today. We're talking about finances here. You say, Tim, that's a cool story, Bible story. Maybe you're out there, you don't even believe that that story's true. That's fine, I get that. But, but you say, man, what, what, is this, what, what does this have to, to do with my finances? Here's the principle, write it down right now. Man, get out your iPhones. We, we encourage people, keep your phones on here. I want you to write this down. Number one, before God multiplies, before God multiplies, he blesses. Now, if you're a Christian and you want God's blessing on your finances, that's why we've taken two weeks to tell you what the Bible says. Not me. We're not a denomination, so we're not trying to get money to give. To, we're not doing that. We're just teaching you what God says about your money. And what he says about your money is it's actually his money. He's blessed you with it. 
And he's like, keep 90%, but return 10% to me. And not just 10%, but the first 10%. Don't give your first 10 to Verizon because the the first redeems the rest. The firstborn redeemed the rest. That first principle of first fruits, the first of the fruit meant, here you go, God, we're giving you the first and the best. The first redeems the rest. And so if you want God's blessing, if you want God to multiply your finances, you have to understand, number one, before God will multiply your finances, he's gonna bless them, but he will only bless them if you're living in obedience. If those disciples had said, Jesus, this is ludicrous. We're not feeding them. It doesn't make sense. What are you thinking? And they checked out, dropped the mic, and they, they checked out, they would, have never, they would have never been given a basket to take home to remind them what Jesus can do. In other words, like little as much when God is in it. 12 baskets. I, I, not, I, can you imagine that? Jesus said, here you go. Here's a whole basket for you and your family. Now go home and tell them who's your daddy. That's the title of this message because don't you know when they were walking, they're like, oh, and they had fear. How many have fear? And they had anxieties and they had worries. And they had stuff like you and I have today. And they were overcome. Some of them were depressed and some of them were heartbroken. Some of them just lost a relative. I mean, life was bad, but they were there to see Jesus. They were hungry and, and disciples walking out to feed them. And disciples like, this is crazy. I don't think it's the stupidest thing I've ever done. But I'm going to do it. Jesus said to do it. And as soon as they do it, there's more in their hands. They turn around, they look at Jesus, and don't you know, when they realize the big aha moment that, that the miracle was happening, the miracle was in full process. I mean, it was happening. It was in progression here. Don't you know, they turn around and looked at Jesus, and Jesus was like, who's your daddy? I got you if you trust me. So when it comes to our finances, we want his multiplication to be over it. Well, he first has to bless it, and what he blesses is the first 10%. That comes back to him, and then he says, okay, because you because you have honored me and trusted me with the first 10, I'm now going to bless your 90, and I will make your 90 more than your 100%. That's number one. Number two, and last one, only what is given away can multiply. Only what's given away can multiply. Had those disciples eaten it themselves? Had they popped down somewhere in the crowd? Had they, had they not had the faith? Had they not had the faith to obey what Jesus said? Had they, had, they, had they been selfish and said, well, forget this. I'm going to take care of me before them. That's what the world does, right? The world is like, I'm going to take care of me, and then if I have any left, I'll do something. But Jesus says, no, give what you have away and trust the miracle maker that he can bring a whole lot more about. And so only what's given away can multiply. And when we do that, God multiplies. And then we sit back and we're like, yep. And he goes, yep. Who's your daddy? Because you trust me.